All right, welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. And this week, this month, we are discussing the book Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore, our book review. Uh, This is a classic marketing and product book, marketing and selling disruptive products to mainstream customers. This book has been through several editions, which speaks to its usefulness and longevity. If you've read some of the earlier editions like I have, you'll understand the need for the updates. Uh, I think it is currently on its third edition. That is what I have in my hand right now. The principles are great, though certainly have evolved over the past 20 years, especially with the rise of the internet. But the examples have rapidly gotten out of date over the years. Even in the newest edition, it feels like some of the examples are, are already a little bit outdated. Regardless, this is a classic for a reason and ultimately has enough great content that anyone working in technology, whether product, marketing, or sales, needs to be familiar with the concepts, which is why we are reviewing it for product thinking and which uh, is why I have gone through it again and read it and why I think it is worth reading. So quick overview. The chasm is the place where many companies and products die. Companies that fail to reach mainstream success, as we'll discuss further, end up never successfully crossing the chasm. But it doesn't have to be that way, according to this book. But understanding that there is a comp- that there is a chasm and companies and products have to move from early adopters to the mainstream. You have to go from early market to the mainstream market. And by understanding that, we, we stand a much better chance by changing our tactics and approach to better accommodate market conditions. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. And let's dive in. So some of the key ideas of crossing the chasm of this book. Uh, first one is the technology adoption life cycle. So the key idea behind crossing the chasm is that there is an adoption life cycle, life cycle for technology. And in the book and in this week's newsletter, which of course you can find at productthinking.cc, I put a an image of what this adoption life cycle looks like. And it is roughly a bell curve divided into five different stages uh, with the innovators being at the start, the early adopters, then the early majority, the late majority, and the laggards. We won't spend too much time on the laggards at the very end. But we have the early market uh, comprising the innovators and the early adopters, and then the mainstream market uh, made up of early majority, late majority, and of course the laggards. And that is the adoption life cycle. And the chasm is the space between the early market and the mainstream market. And of course, this all begins with the innovators who are at the who are at the bleeding edge of technology adoption. They are willing to accept all sorts of problems with technology as long as they get to be first. They are what the book calls the technology enthusiasts who love technology for its own sake. Next are the early adopters or the visionaries, as the book calls them. They are also early in the adoption cycle and are the people who can uh, match the early technology with the opportunities. They are willing to take risks 
but do so in order to vastly improve things or to make big breakthroughs in what they're working on. So after the innovators and the early adopters, in this early market, we find the chasm, the space before the mainstream market, as we discussed previously. And this is one of the most important divisions uh, divisions in the adoption lifecycle. Many products and companies can find success among the early market, among the innovators and early adopters, but are never able to move to the mainstream market. And the mainstream market is defined mainly by early majority and late majority adopters of technology. The early majority adopters are characterized in the book as pragmatists. Pragmatists want quality software and they want to buy into market leaders, which of course is a paradox as the book points out, because there are, they may not necessarily be uh, market leaders, especially as a market is developing. And it may be difficult to define yourself or your product as a market leading product when you're moving across the chasm. And so it is uh, one of the, the catch 22s as it describes it, or one of the paradoxes uh, in being able to kind of position yourself as a market leader or begin to position yourself as a market leader in order to break in to some of these early majority adopters or pragmatists. And and we'll touch on that a little bit more. And then finally, there's the late majority and they're characterized as conservatives. They're cost sensitive. They want a fully fleshed out experience without any bugs and they want it at the cheapest price since they aren't at the forefront of technology. You know, they're the late adopters. And so they expect things to be working and to be uh, done well and to be simple. So that is the adoption life cycle and how the book kind of lays it out. So another key idea uh, from the book is the idea of the customer segments. And each customer segment along the technology adoption life cycle is different and needs a different approach from a technology company and a, and a product and everyone in it. And this includes marketing, sales, product development. And the book looks at this as the whole product model. And going from a generic product to an expected product to an augmented product and to a potential product. And for me, I kind of took that as the idea that you know each of these different segments uh, need different things. And as we develop a product, especially in product development, and this goes for marketing and sales too, but there are different needs and we can cater to these different needs as we move along this adoption life cycle. And oftentimes we may, we may not be thinking about this uh, in these terms. And I think it's an important thing to be thinking about, which again is why this book is, is a perennial classic. Um, early adopters do not need a fully developed or fully baked product. They don't need all the support and guidance either. So we as product managers, UX designers, marketers, et cetera, can keep these things in mind as we're developing and launching our products uh, that we don't necessarily have to have everything fully baked. And I think a lot of times, you know, we do, you know, in our, our first iterations, you know, we may not have everything fully fleshed out, but, you know, oftentimes, you know, these aren't necessarily at the forefront of our mind, at least not in these terms, in, you know, these uh, adoption life cycle terms, which I think can be a helpful framework to use. But as we move further along the adoption life cycle, we also have to understand the customer needs and how they change 
from needing more support within the product to needing a simpler experience from onboarding to usage and so on. Having this life cycle as a framework is incredibly helpful for anyone working in technology because we're often working with customers all along the life cycle, but our company and our product is likely more focused in a specific space. And as we progress, we can better understand what we need to do to more fully reach the next customer segment. And that can be, again, a really useful framework to have as we're moving along the life cycle. Where is our product in this life cycle? And how can we begin to either cross the chasm or start to engage more fully with these different customer segments who may be more aligned with uh, different stages of the customer lifecycle so we can start to gain more of a foothold in some of these different areas. So I think that's a really useful uh, idea to keep in mind. And finally, the idea of focus. So the key to crossing the chasm, as the book describes it, is focus. In one of my previous roles, we like to call we liked to call it land and expand. And the book uses a similar metaphor when thinking about how to go from early market to mainstream market. A quoting from, from the book, across the chasm by targeting a very specific niche market where you can dominate from the outset, drive your competitors out of the market niche, and then use it as a base for broader operations, concentrate an overwhelming superior force on a highly focused target. Uh, The problem with so many companies that so many companies face is the difficulty in focusing. I've seen this so many times. It is a symptom of being sales-driven and sales-led. It is impossible for so many to say no to a sale. Because of that, a company and a product spreads itself across all possible market niches and, uh, and options rather than focusing on one and doing it well. You've probably seen this if you've worked in product or software for any amount of time. Uh, Quoting again from the book, instead, the claim is made that although niche strategy is generally best, we do not have time or we cannot afford to implement it now. This is a ruse, of course, the true answer being much simpler. We do not, nor are we willing to adopt any discipline that would ever require us to stop pursuing any sale at any time for any reason. We are, in other words, not a market-driven or product-driven company. We are a sales-driven company. And I put in uh, product-driven into that quote. So you have seen it. I have definitely seen it. This idea that the idea of focus is so critical for land and expand or for crossing the chasm or for finding the right niche. But it is so difficult for companies or organizations to focus in on that because how do you say no to sales? How do you say no to, you know, spreading yourself across all these different uh, potential customers or potential sales that, you know, maybe, maybe good, but then all of a sudden you have all of these different customers and all of these different niches that you have to start catering to and start prioritizing against, as opposed to really focusing on a few things and doing them well and then expanding into others, which of course, in principle, we can all say is the right way to go, but in practice is so difficult for organizations to do. So those are some of the key ideas uh, that I took away from it. Of course, uh, many other key ideas that you can take away as well. 
uh, you know, Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore is a classic for a good reason. The principles are as relevant today as they were 20 years ago. And while the companies continually change, they need to understand that our marketing, sales, and product development need to adapt in order to meet the needs of the right group of customers at the right time will always be constant. It's easy to get lost in our current customers, especially for early technology products. But by keeping the chasm in mind and understanding we need to adapt our products and companies to cross the chasm and reach the mainstream, we can avoid becoming another body or another product in the void. So that is the book review from this month, Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore. You can, of course, check out the link in the show notes uh, to pick that one up. And for the newsletter over at productthinking.cc, if you haven't subscribed over there, definitely go head on over and subscribe to the newsletter. You can subscribe to the, the free version, or if you want to support the newsletter and this podcast, subscribe to the paid version. And it would be very, very awesome. You can, of course, follow us on social media, on Twitter at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle, and now on TikTok as well, at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle as well, starting to post uh, some videos over there. And you can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans in all the same places. So until next time, keep questioning all of those assumptions and we will talk again then. Thank you.